Hey guys, welcome to Creativity Level Zero. I'm Steve. And I'm Jim. And let's get right into it. So Jim, yep. tell me about anything new that happened in your life, any uh, big events, uh, any new Taco Bell you ate, you know, I don't know what you- I mean, I had Taco Bell you with did. you. Oh, we did, yeah. yeah. I, came over, I went over to Jim's house just once because of work, and work sent me near his place, and I was like, let me crash at your place, Jim, okay. I get there and he's just immediately curled up on the couch. He's, he says he's doing work, but he's watching a movie. I don't know what he's doing. With a laptop open. And then I was there for a minute and we are read, like, no, I was there for about half an hour. And then we are immediately start talking about Taco Bell. And Jim's like, you know what? I feel like eating Taco Bell right now. I know. It was like nine at night. Yeah. Nine, ten at night. I think when it was closing. Oh, okay. yeah. It must have been like ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, literally, the behind us was the truck to refill Taco Bell. <laughs> we got the last order for the night. Last order for the night, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that actually came up, but we were talking about it, and then I got just so hungry. I was like, "What? that's the Taco Bell thing, isn't it? Fourth meal? Isn't that their thing? I, I remember somebody was saying how they like, they messaged you and said that they like chicken oh. chalupas. Yeah. And I said, no, they're they're not they're, they're that's nonsense. Mm. You would have to get the beef chalupas, not the chicken. No. I will say to all the friends that we have out there, we do judge you on your food choices. <laughs> little behind the scenes look here of how the conversations went. Right, right. <laughs> but I did get my uh COVID booster today. Yeah. Booster hey. and and flu shot. So I got one in each arm. One in each arm. Wait. I'll say they, they alternate arms. So both of your arms are going to hurt tomorrow. Usually I just choose my left arm so that way I can, you know, my right arm. I'm a righty. So <laughs> I can use my right arm to, you know, raise my hand in class. <laughs> you make <laughs> it sound like your arm is jumping, jumping jacks, you know. <laughs> is your Does your arm really get sore? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Usually I can't. I won't, I'm like not able to lift it above here. Yeah. I never have that ever. Not no? with COVID no. nor with flu shots. No. No? Wow. Okay. No. I have had the flu shot like when they stab you, but like that's it. Like when they stab you, you could feel it. Yeah. Yeah, but then doesn't isn't it sore on your shoulder? No, for... like, I've been I've been I'm doing the thing. I have no issues. I'm doing the thing. Yeah. I was doing the chicken dance. <laughs> it was funny because when I went to get the shot, the guy the guy who was doing the shots was in some sort of competition with the DMV for who could be the slowest. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he was really trying hard. And, and it was bad. He had the little app on his phone and he was checking the flu shot and the thing. And he's like, huh, looks like your health insurance here isn't uh, listed in the system for your flu shot. I was like, what about the COVID? I was worried when he said he was looking at his phone as in like oh. YouTubing how to give a flu shot or something. Like, oh, Let no. me see here. Oh, it says uh, wipe your shoulder first. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty idiot proof. The COVID vaccines are pre-sized needles that literally they just take it out and stab you. And the flu is in a... No, because when I went to go get my booster shot... The lady said, I need to prepare more shots. And so she needed to oh, preload all those this wasn't all this guy definitely wasn't doing that job. <laughs> I don't think you want this guy doing that job. This guy was like the guy at McDonald's who puts the fries in. Like, hey, we need another batch. My first job at McDonald's. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's like, hey, we need another batch of fries in, and you're just like, okay, and you drop them in. The only mistake that guy can make at the fry machine is you're just not putting enough fries in. That's the only mistake. <laughs> yeah, we, we had some insurance issue and it turned out it was his fault. He was using the app on his phone and he's like, oh, your insurance doesn't show for your flu shot, but it shows for your COVID. And I was like, oh, so they have my insurance. Like, no, nope, we don't have your insurance. It's like, <laughs> like you got to go back and talk to the pharmacist. So like, oh that's 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 it was a, it was a mess. And then when yeah. I got the shot, the guy was just like, um, he's like, oh, you're getting two at the same time. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're gonna feel sore. And I was like, no. It's like, oh, 
you must be one of those super freaks that come in here. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess that's me. The pro- accurate representation right here. Jim, super freak. Super <laughs> freak. about him. <laughs> yeah, my whole family has been texting me all day, like on the hour. Like, oh my God, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Because they all had these huge, terrible reactions to it. And I think a lot of it was also psychological. Like maybe, maybe they psych. I mean, there's there's no way I psychologically made myself sleep for twelve hours. <laughs> but like, also, they haven't been following the directions of drinking the water. Oh yeah, I never did that either. Yeah, you yeah. never did it. Even on the booster shot, I didn't drink lots of water. Yeah, for those listeners out there, you're getting your booster. You drink a bottle before your shot when you're driving there. A bottle right after you get your shot, and then when you get home after you pee. You do another bottle and then just hydrate the whole day. That's right. You dilute yourself so much that the shot just goes right through you straight Boo! to your unit. This is right <laughs> so out. You feel nothing. That's exactly how science works. You've heard it here. <laughs> so seeing you and getting my shots was probably the highlight of my week besides being uh, working. So one of my one of my managers, uh, one of my managers had a hiking incident. Okay. Don't know the details about it, but what I do know, well, enough to send an email. (laughs) What I do know is that their work plopped up my plate this week. And so I was in meetings this week, taking notes and like listening to other people's stuff. You know, when you have no idea what's going on in other people's work, because you're just like, I'm just here filling in for so-and-so and like, oh, perfect. Perfect. You'll know all these things. You're like, no, I know nothing. (laughs) So you're just taking notes. You're taking notes. And then when you're done with all of their work, you're like, oh, now I got to do my work. Right. That's been a terrible week. Man, I kind of want to know what their hiking accident. Do you think you got like mauled by a bear? This person is not. Bought off a a fir tree, you know. um... If. (laughs) It feels like, if I had to guess, based on their physical, ankle. yeah, their physical appearance, I'm gonna say, oh what's that? Oh God! No, <laughs> I'm gonna based on their physical appearance. Is how you're judging their hiking accident right now? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, when you look at me, okay. I'm hoping to listening right now. <laughs> when you look at me, you you're like, whoa, that's a nimble guy. He's not. He's not the kind of guy that knocks stuff over at a table. You know, he's not going to just clumsily fall over on himself, right? That's me. But there are some people you look at and you're like, I can see them tripping over themselves. Like, you can just see that. <laughs> so I think it was some sort of a, yeah, like you said, like some sort of a, you hit a rock or an ankle. They just look flutzy. Yeah. So they, they hit into something probably and fell and then hurt their something or other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a comment on our on our Twitch saying from Felix Catman that you you drank so much you can't stop peeing is how is how you deal with your shot. You know? Yeah, and that's a warning to the listeners here. If I have to pee, it was COVID's fault. Yeah, thanks <laughs> he didn't Obama. Say that. I might have to just get up and go pee. <laughs> We're gonna change the thanks Obama meme to thanks COVID. <laughs> that actually should be a good good trending thing yeah thanks covid <laughs> oh I, and i also saw not to get political because i don't want to be political uh i did see pamela harris is having a bad week though this <laughs> saw that Kamala harris is having a bad week i don't even know what's going on oh what? she hit i didn't even know a hiking accident <laughs> you know it's bad when the late night talk show hosts get off of Trump and Biden. That's when you know you're really in it. She had some sort of a popularity poll or whatever, approval rating, and it is the lowest in modern day vice president history. I don't even think she's done anything. I'm so (laughs) What has she done? Like, I'm trying to think. I haven't even read the news, so I have no idea. In fact... That could even be fake news because I saw it on a comedy TV show. I think it was Stephen Colbert did it on his uh... – No, he usually gets – Well, he's on CBS now and I'm air quoting this. So like he's supposed to tell the truth but CBS is like central entertainment broadcasting system. Right. (laughs) 
So who knows? Who what knows? Central people believe in <laughs> those central broadcasters. Yeah, I mean, look, they put in the same episode they had Paul Rudd as sexiest man alive. That's right. That's right. Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd is the man alive. He's in the same league as us. He's a he's a he's a hop, skip, and a jump from us. Let's. So you're saying I could be sexiest man alive on People Magazine? Yeah. We just need to like get this this podcast rolling, and I'll just you know start with the podcast and then be on. People magazine sex with people alive. I think so. I mean, honestly, if you got into a movie and had a trainer for like a few months, yeah. Paul Rudd looks like a normal person. I I, I was just so stunned. I was like, this must be the joke. And then I think everyone is just like, this guy just never ages. I think I saw um, well, they dye their hair and Ryan stuff. Reynolds talking about it, where he just said he's got like some Benjamin Button. He has like a deal with Satan or something. Uh, that yeah, he, like, yeah. That was the same one. That's the same. Yeah, that was the same, same, same thing. Yeah, yeah. But all the actors do that, Steve. Yeah, all yeah. of them. If you, if you see Will Smith on Instagram, the guy's like sixty, and if you see him regular when he does his regular videos, he looks sixty, seventy. He looks old. But then right. when they get him ready for a movie, they put all the stuff on him. They dye the hair, they do the makeup, and all of a sudden he looks younger. Botox, there you go. Yeah. Hey, you got nothing. That's yeah. right. What we have is we just have beauty. We go with just beauty. <laughs> we'll see in 30 years. <laughs> oh, if we're doing this in 30 years, we did something right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I'm surprised he didn't talk about another time we hung out, which was for the Bacon Festival. That's more your topic, I think, because you invited me. I did, I did, yeah, yeah. I went with my friend, and then I said, you know what? Jimmy lives in PA. Let me call him. Turns out it's an hour away from Jimmy. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things like, oh, I think you're close by, right? You know. (laughs) You you went to the same college as 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 this person that you yeah. know even though there's fifty thousand people that go to this college you know you must know that one guy you know <laughs> when I lived in Alaska people would tell me all the time oh have you ever seen Sarah Palin no I've never seen Sarah oh, Palin oh that's right she was out there yes <laughs> <It> <laughs> okay yeah tell me about your Bacon Fest experience wait yeah yeah. So give, good. Give people an understanding of Bacon Fest too, because okay, so it, Bacon Fest was actually super, super crowded. It was in Easton, PA, and it was just a bunch of vendors that sell bacon-related stuff or pork-related stuff. There were mascots that were like pigs, and there was a the king and queen of bacon, and then there were you know um, pig races and. Pig races. Whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, you, you missed the pig races. I yeah. missed the pig race. I would have stayed for a pig race. <laughs> it's my favorite part <laughs> of the country like, fair. You know, um, musical, like just just music, people playing music, um, like live music, and yeah, it was just fun. But because it was so crowded, you had to wait almost an hour for literally almost everything, and you were shoulder to shoulder with people. It was nuts. It was nuts. But yeah, so yeah, I waited an hour for bacon, mac, and cheese in order to wait an hour for bacon poutine, mm. which was so good. That sounds but I needed, good. I needed something to eat on my way. <laughs> While I waited in line for the bacon poutine, I needed something. So I had that bacon, mac, and cheese. And then I had uh, a bacon bourbon hard apple cider drink. And then, of course, kettle corn, because what's a festival without kettle corn? I love kettle corn. So, <laughs> there was no bacon in the kettle corn, but it didn't matter because it's kettle corn. <laughs> but it was so good. I was so full. I was all happy. I had a good, a very good range of bacon stuff. You, you. <laughs> I was baconed out. You Canadian. That's like the insult I want to say. We go to Bacon Fest. Uh-huh. And you didn't even get bacon. I did. In the mac and cheese. You found, and... you somehow found Canadian food at Bacon Fest with poutine. And then you found kettle corn, which in and of itself is very rare. And then to have it at a Bacon Fest. 
<laughs> and then mac and cheese. Of course mac and cheese is going to be good with bacon. It's mac and cheese. <laughs> and bacon. See, I had the different approach, and I, and I do want to say I think I made the mistake. So I think my food choices were more culturally acceptable. I think Steve kind of went for the things that maybe didn't belong at Bacon Fest, but they were probably significantly more delicious because Steve is is a single-minded guy. If he sees something good, he's going he's gonna to go for it. Nothing's going to distract him. I feel like I'm getting backhanded compliments. No, this is this is an actual compliment. Like you saw the mac and cheese, bacon mac and cheese. You're like, that's gonna be good. So you got in line for it, right? Right. I was the complete opposite. I was like, poutine line was the first thing I saw, and I said I should get that. Oh, that line's got like five people in it. Well, that's too many. So I'm gonna go to the line with no people in it. I'll get whatever they got. And let me it's say something. The poutine line did not have five people in it. It had like 50 people <laughs> yeah so when we when we got there before we got there before you to the poutine section it was way shorter like no. yeah no i was i literally went there before you i i saw it no I had it, you were feet. further than we would have started you started no. so far back you started the tent behind when the I truck. Asked there, jim i was there before you even entered bacon festival i saw the poutine thing and and, and you're it was where i where i where i was standing you oh just didn't my. pay attention. You looked at the front and yeah. you said, "That's probably where the line is." Yeah, but that, that's that's the that's line of people waiting for their food. The lack oh, of line that's right. The that's was right. Around the back. That's around right. The that's right. There was the the line to order and then the line to pick up. I yes. was looking at the pickup line. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And even <laughs> that line was too long for me. Yeah, it's like Six Flags. If that ride's too long, I'm passing it. So I got, I got, I wanted original bacon. I just wanted some guy who's going to cook fancy bacon and just give it to me. Bacon on a stick. Right. Bacon on a stick is what you got. I went to bacon on a stick place and I went and I did wait in line for this one. And I listened and the people in the crowd were like, this is the guy to go to. Right. So I waited in the good one, but he was so lazy. He cooked all of his bacon regular. And then he would just drizzle whatever sauce flavoring on top, kind of like, almost like a syrup at the end okay and so it wasn't like infused you know like you'd expect uh, it wasn't cooked in the syrup it yeah. was just like bacon and, with a little glaze of whatever it exactly is. and uh, on top of that there were so many customers they weren't fully cooking it so we were getting ham like you got to crisp <laughs> that bacon you know yeah yeah it was and it was you know disappointment i got the bacon garlic knots which were delicious Okay. Uh, and then I got. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to get the arepas or the empanadas, but something inside of me was oh, like, "This guy." Okay, guys, listen. He yells at me for getting kettle corn <laughs> at a festival, and what does he go for at a bacon festival? Arepas. Arepas. So, <laughs> the arepas have bacon in it? No. No. I didn't, I didn't order. No, guys, your arepas don't have bacon. So in I it. wanted, so I wanted to get it. They actually have two types there that are really rare. Um, remember the cachapa that that uh, one of our friends had? Mm -hmm. Remember it was like the cornmeal thing. Right. So they make a quote unquote arepa, but I think it's the Colombian version where it's like cornmeal cheese, cornmeal. It's like a grilled cheese, but better. That's yeah, what yeah. I wanted. But again, that line was really long. And part of me felt bad getting, getting a at a bacon festival. Getting, yeah. So I ended up getting uh, an empanada because that's definitely okay. Because that empanada had bacon in it. It was a bacon-filled okay, okay. empanada. Okay, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good. Bacon Fest was good. We, uh, we didn't – oh, we got bubble tea afterwards too. Well, I didn't get bubble tea. No, Jim just left without me afterwards. Yeah. You were probably <laughs> still in line. <laughs> you were in that line forever. It was worth it. That poutine was so good. Yeah. I'm trying to think how long you were actually in line because now that I think about it, we saw you in line pretty early and then we walked the whole thing and we came back and we were like, where's Steve? And and you were in the pickup line. Yeah, the pickup line. So you were yeah. still technically in line. Yes. And then we talked. The worst part was over. I had already ordered. I just was waiting for my name. <laughs> and I like how they didn't even listen to your order. 
you you were just like poutine, no onions or anything. They're like, okay, one regular coming up. Yeah, <laughs> came with all the onions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess the only other bit of thing that I did this week is I had the Burger King chicken sandwich, mm. the spicy king. Let's hear it. Um, and I would put it second overall out of all the chicken sandwiches we ate. It was very tasty. So below Popeyes, of course, but above Chick Fil A. Um, I think that's what I had second. Did I have that second, or did I have Wendy's second? I don't remember. You had Wendy's second. Okay, then above Wendy's. We definitely yeah. had McDonald's last. Yeah, McDonald's was last all the time. Yeah. But yeah. before you try the new chicken sandwich place we found. I wanted to go back and do a Popeye's retake, but I want a fresh Popeye's because as we were talking about before, we kind of had to, after, I don't know, it was in the car for like 10 minutes or whatever, 15 minutes. We were just collecting all the chicken sandwiches. Yeah. We're all pretty soggy by the time we got home. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the, the bigger, juicier they are, like, I feel like they lose that crunch and that flavor. Yeah. You need yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's go through our topic for today. Um, did you hear uh, the news about Facebook or no longer Facebook? Are you talking about into the metaverse? Into the metaverse, Jim. <laughs> no, I haven't, Steve. Enlighten me. <laughs> so yeah, so Facebook decided to rebrand themselves as Meta. So Facebook is going to be now a subsidiary of meta along with instagram and whatsapp and so yeah it'll be under the overarching company of meta um and so google does that too i think google named themselves alphabet yeah 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 they put a bunch of companies under yeah yeah google's under alphabet yeah like that yeah I, i didn't even know that until i was researching this topic and i was like what the heck is alphabet i didn't even know they did that but um it looks like unlike google who just named gave themselves Alphabet and did nothing with it? I Facebook seems to be going real hard on the metaverse thing, at least from what I've seen. So, did you see anything about it, Jim? I did actually. Today, I saw a post on Instagram about Mark Zuckerberg was interviewing or being interviewed or whatever, having a f- Instagram conversation with that guy Gary V that I follow, and. Okay. You know, they're pretty much promoting each other about NFTs and stuff, but NFTs, okay. But like long story short, like they were patting each other on the back, like, haha, your idea is great, so is mine. Um, <laughs> but I did I did see that they're looking to make like a new platform. I almost thought it was gonna be like Steam, honestly. Like you can interact what, with friends. Yeah, about? like you could do friends and games and everything there. So it didn't seem we'll, we'll get into it, but it didn't seem like they put too much specifics yet. They just came up with like these big overarching ideas that look cool, and it seems something straight out of the future. Well, their stocks are uh, taking a big forever. their stocks taking a big hit. So really, <laughs> yeah. Over the past few months, their stock has just been going down. Oh, I was I was thinking of buying Facebook stock when I heard they were coming out with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> the metaverse thing—it's been going on for like a few months now. Uh, I heard about it like a long time ago, but I didn't start seeing stuff in the news until recently. And so that's when I checked the stock. I was like, okay, now's the time to get in early. And I look, I was like, whoa, their stock's going down. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's wait till it plummets. Yeah, and let's wait. We'll... Let's see how low this thing goes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I just, uh, the topic today is just going to be talking about um, meta the metaverse with Facebook and then this whole idea of mixed reality and just getting your, your take on it. Um, so yes, yeah, so I thought that would be a really cool topic since that's a, that's a, that's a new thing that just came out. So um, what's it called? So the whole idea of meta Zuckerberg said that um, he loved studying classics in school and said the name was inspired by the Greek word meta, which means beyond. So meta means beyond in Greek. So that's 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 where his his thing is um, there. And he says, and I'm quoting, today we're seen as a social media company, but in our DNA we are a company that builds technology to connect people. And the metaverse is the next frontier. 
just like social networking was when we got started. So they were the pioneer. Well, you know, MySpace Friendster might have been the pioneer yeah, for definitely for um what's it called for for social media, but Facebook took it to a whole new level and pretty much dominated the whole um you know social media platform and then you know buying whatsapp buying instagram those were big buys that just kept dominating them in the in the social media aspect so i mean if anybody is going to be able to do this type of you know alternate reality uh, you know augmented reality um social media i guess they would be it so you know i don't know if you remember but Everyone was wondering why Facebook bought Oculus like a decade ago. Yeah, for the VR games, right? Well, but that, that's why. Everyone was like, why would Facebook buy Oculus? It's the same reason that Microsoft got into gaming. This was like 20 years ago. They came out with Age of Empires. See, but I don't, with this news, I don't think their endgame was just, was to have Oculus just to be in, get into the gaming world. I think they're they got Oculus for Metaverse. I think that's what they were trying to do. That could be true. Yeah, it could be true. So, but is so let me, that let me, like yeah? Go you guys, let me tell you guys about Metaverse for a second, so that way, because Jim and I obviously are talking about it, but we we kind of know what it is. Um, so Facebook describes it as a set of virtual spaces where you can create and explore with other people who aren't in the same physical space as you. So this is like, you know, virtually or augmented reality you wear the world you can you put on your glasses you see the world around you but there's digital things that that populate in the world around you um and facebook showed a series of concept videos that highlighted its vision for metaverse such as sending a holographic image of yourself to a concert with a friend who's attending in real life sitting around a virtual meeting at work and remote colleagues uh, with remote colleagues are playing immersive games with friends. So, so it's, it's that... interesting that they name those things, because when I think of this, I feel like the best thing about it would be to go somewhere you can't go. Like you're at the Grand Canyon, and I want to go to the Grand Canyon, but I can't pay to fly to the Grand Canyon. So I put on my, you know, goggles or whatever, and now I can be there. See, but I don't see why you need to be there with someone. No, you, you don't need goggles and yeah. just show up at the Grand Canyon or something. Oh, but yeah. obviously, being there with some like, I don't see that as really a good thing because experiencing it through an Oculus, I feel is still not going to compare to oh yeah, seeing it in real life. But you, you can walk, you can fly. Like some people don't have those luxuries, you know? They can't get there. <laughs> they can't fly. <laughs> Well, you can now. They lifted the travel restrictions on the states just now for COVID. So, well, when you fly, you mean flying as in like an airplane to get to? Okay, yeah. I thought it was like virtually you're flying through the Grand Canyon like Superman. Right, but I can't. I can't imagine you and me being at home and you being like, "Hey, you want to see Blink One Eighty Two? Put your Oculus on." And we both do that, and then we're both there. And we can like look at each other, but like that's our avatar. So you're probably like a penguin. Mm -hmm. You're not you. And then right. like, but I'm watching <laughs> Blink 182. You're probably a penguin. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, there are just some things I would never do with that because like the experience, like you said, the experience of being there is what you're going for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's actually very interesting because I, I think they're, they're, be totally people that would just go and attend a concert virtually like that. In fact, it already happens. So Fortnite has been doing a bunch of concerts virtually on on their um, yeah on their servers. They they had Marshmello, they had Travis Scott, they had um, these are big Post names. Malone, big I think names yeah out. yeah they they had a they held a virtual concert. And people can just show up there. They logged with, in with their Fortnite avatar? Yeah, they logged in with their Fortnite character. And then they just like... They did just, their emotes. Yeah. Yeah, they just like did their like virtual dancing or whatever and just listen to the but concert. But see, to me, that's, that's really. different. Because that to me is still gaming. And I think it's going to be hard to get a normal person past that boundary. Because like... 
to get and this is going to be a little meta for some of the listeners here <laughs> but there's <laughs> to me there's two types of gamers there's people who play games when they have time and there's people who who make time to play games and the people who make the time enjoy idling in the games like we've all you and i i was gonna say we've all you and i've been there when like you're playing a game where you make a character the fun is just making the character and talking to other people who also made characters it's like playing right. make-believe right sure. <laughs> so that's fun and it would i would be that's right and my character would love to go to the concert but like would a normal person want to make a character and then go to the concert i'm not sure so you'd have know. to break that it, boundary. It can it can go in any direction. I mean, it, you could even say, you know, somebody can host a, a a virtual concert of like Frank Sinatra from from back in the day, and you know, maybe somebody would be like, I would love to go see a concert, and just being there, yeah, it doesn't have the same feeling as like actually being there, but you get, I think it's a different sensation when you move your head and like yeah. there's immediate reaction and you can hear everything perfectly because you know auditory systems these days are like you know speaker systems these days are great headphones it's, it's are, literally uh, the same as being there at that point yeah yeah exactly <laughs> our hearing <laughs> is worse sampling, so you're just literally like that's all you can hear is that concert and yeah i could i could totally see people just just doing that and it would be interesting if people have to pay for it but <laughs> We're going to have to plug that movie. I think it's called Vice. I haven't seen it. No. It's the one with Bruce Willis. And it's, uh, I won't spoil, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of an older movie. So you kind of, you know, go watch it. I won't spoil the plot. But, right, right. but essentially, it's in the future where uh, that Oculus idea is taken a little bit further where you, you actually work virtually as well and so you're at so they they put their eye things on they sit in like a movie chair right a movie chair and then Uh their their avatar walks to work and then like gets to the office and like everyone else has their avatars and you do your day job there and so like when they're on the computer they're on the computer in the virtual world they're on the computer on the computer yeah (laughs) but it's interesting because uh the movie's around bruce willis who like you know doesn't trust the system but um after you said the fact that it was all immersive and you plug in i do think it could work now after you said that because in the movie now that i think about it they did everything in there there was no need to to go out of the out of the virtual world except to eat <laughs> that was it all you need all you, now all you need is to be able to eat in the virtual world and somehow an iv just shoots you with the nutrients yeah <laughs> the, I, the biggest the biggest thing in there was the fact that you can you can make your avatar like you can be who you want that's why people liked it because most people I'm going to speak for most people here. Most people have something about them they wish was different in some capacity, you know? And so you can make that change in the system. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. There, there's been tons of science fiction books, movies mm-hmm. that have talked about it. When I did my IT degree, um, the first teacher I had for general IT said her thesis was on um teaching she she thought that teaching classes would move to second life i don't know if you remember the game yeah, second of course life. second life was just basically living another life it's the online sims it's the sims it's the sims but you are yeah exactly you only control the one character yeah. and you can do what like anything you can normally do in life so people would like buy and sell real estate you know talk to other people whatever you know I've never played the game, but <laughs> but she said that, you know, Second Life is the future where people are going to just start living in Second Life because then they can just go to class with their avatars. They could be at home and just go to class with their avatars and interact with students and the teacher and everything through their character. And um, what's it called? And what's crazy 
about all of this coming out. And I, I feel like they picked the perfect moment for whatever their meta, their metaverse thing is that COVID and the pandemic has pushed everything Online. virtually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nothing was set up before virtually for most most Hold companies in education. Well, that is some cons- conspicuous timing. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mark Zuckerberg must be working with Bill Gates and you know Dr. Fauci, and they must have started COVID to start pushing everything to. They were working in that out. Chinese lab. They were funding. They were funding that lab. <laughs> You know, now that you're saying it, I think we actually did do that. Way back when we played subspace. Back. Okay. We used to be in our space. Uh, it's an old um, space shooter game. Space yeah, shooter game. In we high used school. To, we used to be in our spaceships. Yes. And we would be just hanging out, flying around, idling. Yeah, not doing anything. Not yeah. doing anything. But like that ship was your avatar and you were just yeah. there and it was just fun to like be around people. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> so weird. So yeah, so I could totally see. And then, you know, once people can customize their avatar and then interact with each other, I've, I've seen, um, I don't know if you've ever seen VR chat. No. It's just a chat room in, in virtual reality and people just literally just can be whatever they want and they oh, can what interact. could go wrong what could go wrong oh there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. oh fun. yeah like literally <laughs> the first thing that happened when the internet came out was that without the virtual <laughs> what could go wrong ASL. i know I, I really hope kids and and parents with kids take that into account too i hope so yeah <laughs> honestly though i don't even know i don't even know how parents nowadays do it because everything's online your kid's gonna have access to everything like i feel like they're almost gonna have to mature faster than maybe they should yeah well i think that's uh that's been that's kind of like a whole thing in itself is that um we're at an age of information overload and i i think people can't process the amount of information we're getting on a day-to-day basis and i i think some people have attributed that to depression and you know anxiety and stuff like that that you're just like Getting so much information straight to you, straight to your head so quickly that like you can barely process the world around you. So well, I wanted to ask you about that. Do you think that that our generation has more depression and anxiety than others, or is it just more publicized than others, like than than years ago type of thing? Um. Yes and no. So I think. Uh, yes, there is, I think there is more depression, anxiety in our generation than in all previous generations, but, and I do think it's because it's been publicized more, but also it's been accepted more. Oh, that's right. In the past, people would just be like, listen, pull yourself up your bootstraps, you know, stop crying. You don't deserve to cry. You know, other people have more unfortunate lives than you. And so you should take what you have you know, don't take what you have for granted and, you know, realize what you have and move on from whatever is making you upset right now, you know? So, um, I don't know. No, no one can really do that type of study anymore, (laughs) but it is interesting that like, yeah, you can't tell if that's, but obviously rates of depression, anxiety has increased, but you can't tell if it's because of information if it's just because of acceptance, if it's just because of, you know, I think you're right. I think you're actually right. I think it's a cultural thing because, uh, we've become more progressive. Maybe is the right word nowadays. Open. My mom surprised me when she said we, her and I were talking about like, uh, politics stuff and like rights that we have and everything and she oh, said that'd be a fun conversation oh yeah it's always it's always a, a hoot <laughs> but i was i was surprised when she said do you know that when i turned 18 i was the first generation that women were allowed to vote 
Like she was the first 18 year olds ever. Obviously older okay. women could vote, but this was the first time. And I was like, my mom's not even that old. So this kind of yeah, happened like, recently. Really, not really that, like, and that's, but that's what, and that's surprised. what blew my mind is that, yeah, I think you're right. It's a cultural thing because divorces were the same way. It was looked down upon. You were shunned. I bet that's what happened. People were probably sad and depressed. They just, yeah. they didn't want to say anything. They were in marriages they didn't want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't even think suicide was that high. Like, I, I think it might be higher now also than. than oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, maybe rates of alcoholism is lower now than they were in the past. Outlets. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm just saying that, you know, some people dealt with depression in different ways, drugs, alcohol. Oh, that's yeah. true. Abuse. Right. <laughs> well, that took a dark turn. Wow. <laughs> Last episode you did, you were talking about serial killers or something. And now, <laughs> I mean, I've known you a long time, but do I know you? <laughs> do I know you? You've slept no. in my house. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So let's get back. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah. So for the 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 metaverse stuff, it's it's super interesting because with COVID, um, you know, everything got pushed to to virtual. So classes started to be virtual, and you know, work started to be a lot more virtual. And unfortunately, it's in its very much basic infancy right now. I could definitely see it progressing, you know, have, you know, WebEx meetings, um, Microsoft Teams meetings. I don't know what else they use anymore, but. Uh, AT&T Connect. AT&T Connect, sure. Okay. <laughs> These are just the platforms. I don't name them. Right, right, right. But basically all it is. Zoom. For the most part is just everyone together in one room and you know talking and that's it and it's you're just like a list going down but i could definitely see it progressing to you know a virtual boardroom or a virtual meeting room oh, yeah. and Easy. yeah and so then everyone gets like a little seat and your little name pop pops Ooh. up or something like that. it'll be you like our, a little vr thing for our facial expressions too and then our avatar will make the facial expressions Oh, that's actually one of the things Facebook was working on was they were trying to improve upon their VR to actually get your facial expressions like perfectly. Where that's so cool. Every eye movement, every like twitch of your face, every like facial thing, which would be scary because my favorite thing to do in a WebEx meeting virtually is turn to off not the webcam. Video turn and, off the webcam. Completely flabbergasted at whatever stupidity is coming out of some person's some person's mouth, and so if I can't have to start showing my facial expressions again, I'm going to be afraid. Let, let me <laughs> let me give you a little anonymity where you know you can just be like you can just like shake your head about the stupidity you're hearing, and then you voice and you say that was a good idea. <laughs> you mute yourself again. <laughs> let me let me tell you a story of one of the meetings I was in in one of my jobs. Okay. Webcam style. Web okay. webcam. My webcam was off. Okay. Listening to the meeting, and somebody is trying to convince somebody else of something. Okay. <laughs> oh God. And the and the person says, "I don't think there's a way I can convince you to do this." And they were like, "Yeah, you can use facts." And then the other guy said, "The other guy said, no <laughs> amount of facts can prove that Sasquatch exists." and i'm on the call cracking up and so so then the guy then the guy the guy is like well what if sasquatch did exist what facts would you use and now they're in some sort of hypothetical argument like of things that don't happen so how can you with a straight face be in those meetings sounds like a regular facebook comment section <laughs> Yeah, except these people are getting paid lots of money. I know, right? <laughs> Man, it would be cool to do virtual. Actually, you know, you and me kind of did it this year. We did the virtual. We did. Uh, we played a card game through webcams with some of our friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in that situation, it would be really cool if we were at a table 
That would be really yeah, cool. That, that program was cool because it was able to like, you know, recognize your cards and you know, it would pop it would pop up on their screen. So that's kind of like that's a perfect example yeah. of a um kind of like an augmented like a mixed reality right there. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, my, the sad part about it that gets me, though, was that, like, I wouldn't even need physical cards because I would be using the digital stuff in the game. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we were describing this whole time is this idea of mixed reality, which is mixing uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, and reality. <laughs> so... Are we allowed to call it reality or do we just say IRL? Like, what do we? IRL, that's, that's if, yeah, in real life. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like internet speak. Yeah, for <laughs> for real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting if, you know, just work meetings start saying, oh, I need to see you IRL. And you know, that's serious. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Can't we just do this meeting virtually? <laughs> no, IRL. Oh, no. And then their avatar just disappears. You're like, oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> Where's Dave? <laughs> Wait, hold so, on a second. If you were in a meeting, I know I don't want to kill this, but it's so funny. What if you were? Because I've seen I ever since the Zoom thing has been happening, I've been watching. Yeah, I've go. been watching bloopers of like Zoom meetings. Imagine oh, no. if you had a VR, a VR on, and you went to the toilet. Like, what does your avatar do? Does it show I you? Does it show your face like, getting it out? <laughs> and they'll be like, Steve, you're muted. And you're like, ah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's just going to be a whole slew of funny things. What if you're eating while you're. <laughs> you'd be like, your mouth is just going. <laughs> people people will figure out a way. They'll be like, they'll like slip something in and they'll be like, mm, mm. they'll like, they'll figure out a way to not move their mouth. Just everything through straws. Or they'll have a sticker over their face, or I don't know what they'll do. That'll be so funny. Maybe there's just a button that can, you know, on and off the. I never trust those buttons. When my webcam's off, I turn the, the camera to the side anyway, just in case. Or I cover it. I use these things. I have them right here. These little post its. You're one of those. Well, People I'll, I'll, I'll rip it. I'll rip off a post it. Like I have it now on my laptop, put it on. And then when I want a webcam, I take the post-it off. And so I have a whole stack of them. <laughs> I love that. You have a stack of post-its just to hide your webcam. Yep. <laughs> those post-its are for notes. And Jim's like, nah, those are webcam blockers. Look at the size of these. <laughs> I've probably had these post-its since college. That's probably so when I got. For our listeners who can't see right now. Um, the little post-its, the little post-its Jim's talking about are the ones you put in like books and stuff to to, like write a quick little note about a specific section of a book or something like that. I always wondered what was the real purpose of these. Yeah. They're kind of like bookmarks. Okay. Okay. Like little tabs. Yeah. That's what you would count them. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) sorry to derail again, but you know, the the guy who invented (laughs) post-its must've been like. The guy who invented post-its. He must have been like, I made glue, I made glue guys, and they're like, oh, what is it used for? Well, well, listen, listen here. It's kind of like temporary glue. When would you ever temporary glue something? And he's like, whoa, hear me out. We're going to temporary glue paper to paper. <laughs> and people will buy it. Like, why, why would we do that? Why, why wouldn't we just write a note? That's it. It'll be a note that you glue to something. <laughs> Millionaire. <laughs> Millionaire. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what came first, the glue that doesn't glue? or <laughs> has to be the post-it glue. Nobody would come up with this without the post-it glue. <laughs> um, so, yeah, to rail us back on. <laughs> um. So Harvard Business Review and Microsoft released a report in 2020 about mixed reality and this new quote-unquote dimension for work because this was in related this 
you know, all of these studies are trying to relate to work, whether this should start being incorporated work-wise. Um, and of course, in 2020, when everything was starting to move virtually. So in its 2020 paper, Microsoft noted that 68% of companies already believed mixed reality would be important to accomplish strategic business goals. And around 90% of all companies also said that they're already exploring and experimenting with mixed reality in some way. So some of the cool things that they, they can, you can see with mixed reality um, that they, they talk about is like uh, immersive content between people to help create, uh, make more creative solutions. Um, it allows, you know, for instance, like engineers can come up with new ideas and implement them without actually using any like material or products or, you know, do, do any like, waste any money on physical like um sure. prototypes is the word i was looking for yeah and uh what's it called training so you can do stuff in simulated environments yeah i know i think surgeons now a lot yeah. will practice surgeries and stuff in a mixed reality type of format to be able if something's complicated you know they'll they'll try to do stuff like that um um yeah and so that stuff sounds uh, cool. Yeah. So, so I, I think, I think already people are, are using it and I think there's going to be quite a lot of, you know, work going towards it. And I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this, this future of mixed reality. Now I don't know how I feel about if your entire world becomes, you know, this type of thing. I, have you ever watched or read, um, shoot, what's it called? um ready ready player one i saw the movie right so a lot of that movie is the world is complete shit like just the you know the government and the economies and the environment everything's gone to shit and everyone just escapes into the virtual world that's all it is instead of dealing with the actual problems they're just like Let's just escape. And it kind of feels that way with the people who are coming up with these ideas. Oh, yeah. Like Mark Zuckerberg is coming up with an idea to escape to a virtual world. You know, Elon Musk and uh, what's his name from Amazon. They want to go to space. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Why are all these billionaires trying to escape the planet? You know, <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad topic because we already do that. Our parents' generations do it. They escape through TV. And before True. then, and they escaped through radio. Like it was yeah. just, it's just a different, I think, way of dealing with the world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, obviously everyone has an escape of some sort, but it is what what I don't want is it. You know, coming up with a whole virtual world because a virtual world is different than TV or reading a book or radio or something like that. You have to imagine like you're you're being entertained by this rather than. Or you're imagining yourself in this world, but physically being in the world, or because that's what it is at that point with virtual reality or augmented reality, you're physically in that world. Like that's that's a completely different. That's realm. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I I think it's going to it's happen. Like <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it's a necessary next step, but I don't. I think they're underestimating how two things one is how difficult it is to interface with technology even right now even right now most people don't have a desktop computer because they don't understand technology they need it simplified so they have phones and tablets and a lot of businesses are simplifying so people can use phones and tablets and so i think that's one issue so if you're going to have a new device that somebody has to wear, it's very difficult to get that to happen. And I think they had that test with the Google glasses. That failed oh, because that, failed that, that failed because people didn't want to wear them. Like they looked ugly. Yeah. But even then they they were having trouble like figuring out like how to use it. Right. So I think that's the first piece. And then the second thing is I think they're again they're they're under they're underestimating how challenging it is to turn somebody into a gamer like that. Like somebody who's willing to sacrifice their daytime to be immersed in something else. Because you have to build it up. And so like the gamer in you and me can speak to it, but it's like 
it's a grind. It feels like you always have to set the next thing up. If you want to like, let's say you wanted to work virtually. I have to set up my work avatar. I have to set up the office. I have to set up the environment in which I'm going to do my work. And then I work and then guess what? An update to the world happens and now I need to set it all up again. And so it's like, yeah. that's a lot for think, a regular think, person. Yeah, I think it's it's not only that, but it, it's just so interesting that they are, they they're pretty much like rebranding their name to this. I don't know if it also has to do with the scandals that's been coming out. Oh with yeah, Facebook. they got it. All of a sudden, they're just like, you know what? We're no longer Facebook. We're Meta. You know. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they got it. They got to brand the name. I mean, I, I when the social network came out, I actually have a friend who worked at Facebook like at that time, and he was telling me that like, yeah, even though the story was kind of wishy washy, he's like, just bad press is bad press just period yeah and eventually it does hurt and and you're right if you say facebook to someone nowadays it's generally average or negative in terms of the response right which kind of sucks instagram has a positive image though but it's owned by facebook so <laughs> if, if you know that if you know yeah that. i guess that's true i guess that's true <laughs> oh and the other thing with metaverse that came out was the data collection i think um you know i work in that field so it's important to me but i think that was another thing is like facebook's notorious for collecting data um I, and i'll be honest all the companies do it the apps do it i was so pissed when i got my iphone that it didn't show you every single permission the app asks for whereas on androids it does or it used to it yeah. yeah and so you'll be like oh they need my contacts that makes sense oh they need extras to my pictures i don't even use this app for pictures it's like it's a weird the metaverse, I can imagine, will be even more so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And the thing that I wanted to point out also, and, you know, is that it's only Facebook. So, like, they're going to have the complete say in everything that's going on in the metaverse or, you know. Um, yeah, they're going to have the complete say in anything that's going on in the metaverse and any applications that are used in the metaverse, like it's, it's all going to go on their platform. So I think it's going to be a little, like, there's no real competition for it, at least not yet. And that's, it's so far in terms of tech that it's going to be hard for anyone to really catch up. They're going to have to like make things open source and just be willing to like share this stuff because there's no way Facebook's big enough. And it's crazy for me to say that to accomplish this goal. That they're trying to oh do. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll, I think what it'll do is it'll, it'll be something like what Amazon did with AWS, with their cloud hosting storage platform. They had a huge vision of what they wanted to do. They wanted to essentially like make their own internet and host all these things and do all this stuff. And then they realized that like, that was just impossible. Yeah. So they did the smaller vision and then they let they partner with other companies to build it out. And I think that's what will happen. You're right. Whether they own the, the hardware or the software, what, they'll do something. Yeah, exactly. So, they're, yeah, they're going to have to, like, parse out the that stuff because it's just it's going to be impossible to hold all of that, like, to, to be the sole, like, to actually have it be successful. Oh, they yeah. have to they have to share something about it and have to have other people be like working on it or something. So it'll be interesting. I, mean, I think I think the best case for them is for it to be kind of like the App Store for Google or for Apple, where you've right. created something that everyone else can play in and you make a profit off of it, right? Apple and Google don't have to make apps. They just have to police it and that's not really that hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and they make money off everything else. Then you have everybody else come in and build the world for you. Right. Yeah, so I think that's what they're probably going to hope for to achieve. Yeah, is they're just going to have the hardware and they're just going to have the like the world around and that's it, you right. know. Yeah. So, are you excited for it? Are you excited for Metaverse? I'm nervous. Or... I mean, I've seen like I said that movie Vice came out way before Player 1, but I mean, Play Ready Player 1 was a book, so who knows. But th that that idea came behind, but that told a pretty chilling story of people who lose themselves in that world. And I think that was your point. Is that yeah. a little nervous? <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what the future is going to hold. It'll be very interesting. I feel like, you know, it, they're really going to have to put in the work. So that way this isn't a big flop. And I find it insane that they just changed their whole company to be around this one product, the metaverse.
since you know that it's a very ambitious goal i think it's it's well to your point i think they changed it because it's going to be their platform and everything is going to sit on it so like facebook would sit on it and then like if you wanted to scroll instagram you could scroll on your vr and do that too like that sits on the metaverse i think that's why they changed it but i mean doesn't hurt to change off the name of facebook (laughs) i guess so they had enough bad press that now You know, oh, it's a clean slate. We're meta now. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> the, the, the Gen Zs won't even remember it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we're out of time, guys. Uh, you know, hopefully you're able to, um, you know, interact with us in some way. Um, you know, if you, you guys are interested in the metaverse, you can look up more, more stuff about that. Um, but yeah, if you guys enjoyed us, follow us on any of our social media. We're Creativity Level Zero on instagram where creativity underscore level underscore zero the number and uh we record live on twitch every thursday at 9 p.m we're creativity level zero the number zero and uh yeah thanks for joining us guys thanks guys